0: Coming up, it's a very special edition of Don't Panic on this week's show. We go back and look at our favorite picks from 2014. It's a great episode that covers a lot of ground, so stick around, because it's coming up next. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of Don't Panic. I'm Sean Jennings, not joined by Dan Miller and Colby Rabideau because we're letting them spend time with their families for the holidays. That's right, we're recording this on December 29th, which is kind of that awkward time between Christmas and New Year's. So instead of doing a new live episode where there really isn't any tech news, uh, we decided to go back and bring forth some of our favorite picks from 2014. So myself, Dan, and Colby each went came up with three of our favorite items that we picked uh, on the show in 2014, and we're going to show you some of them tonight in case you missed them. Uh, I'm next to my Yule log fire here, a little lighted garland, enjoying the holiday season. Um... And we appreciate you being here with us. Our website, don'tpanic.io. We do this show every Monday night, um, usually live, except for special editions like this. Um, And we appreciate you joining us there as well. Why don't we get started with our first pick? And we're going to do these in chronological order. This pick goes all the way back to last January, about a year ago. Um, This pick came from me. Uh, It's a website called Jazz and Rain. Uh, It's kind of a fun idea that combines two interesting things you don't think would work, but work quite well. So let's take a look from our uh, 30 from our 30th episode. Wow, going back a ways. Uh, this is Jazz and Rain. Uh, I'm excited about this pick, actually. Uh, I found this from a great Lifehacker article. It's a new website. Um, how many of you like relaxing music? Right? Something something nice to play in the background, no vocals. I'm a big proponent of ragtime. is great to listen to in the background.
1: Um, Sean Jennings. You heard it here, folks.
0: Ragtime is (laughs) it is. Hey, I will. I turn on ragtime when I'm in the shower. It's great, and you just you know. Okay. Um. (laughs) So, what are some of the two most kind of relaxing background sounds? Jazz music and the sound of rain falling. Right. I love those two things. But some brilliant. personally, person...
2: I think I think it's a blender turning off and on again as someone like chops up some stuff in a blender that's super relaxing. I'm being sarcastic. okay, I was
0: gonna say that uh, that was minute the minute. least
2: relaxing thing I could think of off the top of my
0: head um, uh, so what's wonderful is some uh, brilliant person out there decided to do what I couldn't think of doing and combine those two things in the best website I've ever seen and that's called jazzandrain.com because I can't do screen sharing um, because my computer is awful uh, I'll show you jazzandrain.com it's a very simple site and it does work on your mobile device uh, on their site and it does exactly what the website says it plays jazz music and rain music so let me turn on the, uh, the rain here Can you hear that? I can hear the rain.
1: Okay. I don't hear any jazz.
0: Well, I haven't turned the jazz on, so you can turn, you can alternate them. So let me. <laughs>
2: I'm not sure that's jazz, but I'll let it. Start.
0: Well, you know, they kind of have a preset list of jazz songs, uh, and some are. And what's great is you can individually adjust the volume of each element. So, there's a little slider here. I can't really do this, but I'm gonna turn down the rain a little bit.
1: Why isn't the rain turning (laughs) down?
0: This normally works. But you get the idea! It's just jazz music and rain. That's the whole thing. Thank you. It's wonderful, and uh, like I said, you can uh, you know just do one or the other um, or play them both together. And it's a just an awesome thing to just let play in the background. And I swear, I lay there with my eyes closed and my headphones in, and I'm just like, this is the best moment of my life.
2: So <laughs> uh,
0: I, I really recommend just turn off the lights and just wonderful jazzandrain.com uh i highly recommend it and it's it's brand new it just came out like 2 weeks ago so i know they're uh, always updating it to be better but um, it's and what a great idea so i'm i love it so jazzandrain.com <laughs> bookmark it it's wonderful excellent great pick uh jazz and rain uh, let's continue on with the pick fest we're going to move on to uh, dan miller who picked a book by Brian sanderson called the way of kings All the way back on March 24th on our 39th episode. Uh, Another fantastic fantasy epic. Uh, Let's go to Dan for his pick. uh, Did I recommend Name of the Wind some time ago? We talked about it, yeah.
2: Maybe. So there's this guy named Patrick Rothfuss, and he wrote two really good books. And the third one isn't out yet. Luckily... In his blog, which highly recommended, that's my other pick, blog.patrickrothvist.com, it's hilarious. Uh, he, like, describes interactions with his child and things. Patrick Rothfuss can tell any story and make you, like, 100% engrossed in it. Uh, but through him, I found out about his professional friend Brandon Sanderson, who was I guess, best known for finishing Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series, which I have not read. But he did write this book called The Way of Kings, which is his like, magnum opus trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Holy book. Yeah, if you want to be reading a book for a couple weeks, solidly, (laughs) this is the book. It starts off a little bit slow, but if you're into, like, the epic fantasy of Tolkien and Patrick Rothfuss, then that highly recommended. Lots of Crazy things happen. It's really well told. Uh, it's a story that's well crafted. He has also written uh, a bunch of other books. The Mistborn Trilogy is what most people recommend you read when you uh, start reading his stuff. It's a little young adult, so I don't know. I liked it. Uh, I've been trying to... So Oh, so anyways, I've been trying to read everything he's ever written. So that's been my goal for the next couple months. Uh, unlike Patrick mm-hmm. Rothfuss and George Martin, he publishes like two books a year. So I might even he might even get ahead of me. But read the Mistborn trilogy. Read uh, Alloy of Law, which is this new trilogy he started, which is kind of like Firefly meets magic. So it's like like cowboys who can do magic and like solve crimes. It's, it was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like the, it was awesome. It was definitely like, what I've ever
0: heard.
2: Yeah, it was great. Uh, now I'm reading Elantris, which is about this, like, city that had all godlike people in it, but now they're all zombies. How did that happen? Uh, so, on one hand, fantasy is, like, it's not the most hard-hitting of literature. I even had... Someone tried to tell me that it isn't literature at all. But any author can tell any story, and if they're a good author, make you really care about it. Like Terry Pratchett and his gnomes that are stuck in the warehouse are a perfect example of that. Uh, And Brandon Sanderson could tell any story, and I would want to read it. Hopefully he starts a blog where he talks about the drawings that his kid is making, because I would read that too. Uh, So The Way of Kings... Brandon Sanderson is my pick for this
0: week. Nice, nice yeah, it's good it's good we get we get people reading that's which is good. People should do that more, so yeah, and that one will take you a while so
2: yeah, and then there's a sequel to this that just came out called uh, Words of Radiance. Do they deliver
0: that on a flatbed?
2: Just as thick <laughs> no, deliver it on the Kindle. And then my my Kindle doesn't weigh anymore after it receives it, thank goodness.
0: I was about to say, yeah, that's a perfect book for Kindle. Yeah. Yep. And another great pick from Dan. Uh, one of the great things I love about this show is our picks very rarely have to do with technology. Uh, we tend to pick everything from books and movies to mattresses and watches and everything in between. So you never know what you're going to get uh, when it comes to the pick. So thank you, Dan. Uh, Next up, we're going to go to another Dan pick. This was his number one pick of the year. And a fun fact, uh, as far as I know, the only item that's been picked uh, twice by two hosts on two different occasions, Dan and Colby both picked this, Uh, we're going to play Dan's review of it. It is Last of Us on the PS4, picked in our 40th episode back on March 31st. So here's Dan with The Last of Us. So, So
2: last weekend, it was also Arduino Day last Saturday, so I was doing some Arduino stuff, and then I realized I needed Windows So I went on our, like, the Windows site and I downloaded the thing because I can get a CD key from the Student Alliance thing. So I started the download and then I was like, you know what? I I bought used this game called Last of Us back in October and I haven't played it yet. So maybe I'll I'll start that. This is going to take like an hour to download. I'll start that while I'm waiting for this to happen. Uh, Then, like, two days passed and I finished the game. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, can I share my screen?
0: Yeah, and through, we'll... yeah, through Skype you can, it's in- uh... Okay, yeah,
2: I know I can, but will it show up on your- Yes it will. Cool, all right, so I'm gonna share my screen. It's probably gonna end up being a really laggy video, but at least you'll have something to stare at. And you can see yourselves too, is that true right now?
1: Whoa, I can, I can see you and your screen. Nope, I can't. I can't see your screen at all. Let's try this one more time.
2: Share screen. Only share window. Share that one. Nope. All right. Anyways. Spinning. here. See the video?
0: Um, the frame rate is non-existent.
2: Uh, all right, whatever. So, anyways. So, Last of Us is this game. Uh, how do I get back to Skype? Skype, come
0: back to me. Here, you know what I'll do? I don't even
2: have my Skype window anymore. All right.
0: <laughs> I might be able to, to do it on my computer. So you keep talking, and I'll try and pull up some of that uh, sweet game it? footage.
2: All right. Uh, Sorry. Bear with me. Okay. So anyways, it's this game. It's a linear game. There are no real choices that you have. But when I finished this game I felt like like the exact way I felt after I finished some of the best books and watched some of the best movies that I have ever watched it's that feeling where like you stop it ends And you're like, oh my god, that was amazing. And then immediately you're like, the rest of your day and the following days, you're just thinking about the entirety of what you experienced and what it meant and all of the the things in it. And so, Last of Us is this apocalypse, zombie apocalypse game, really. Uh, It's just like every other zombie apocalypse story, movie, or game you've ever played. Uh, There's a father figure. There's a daughter figure, and there are zombies, and you blow their heads off. (laughs) What's amazing about this game is that the the character development between the father and the daughter figure is incredible, and the graphics are mind-blowingly good. And it's only a PS3 game. It's not even a PS4 game. Uh, the, The levels are terrifying, but not like gory terrifying but just in this like psychological way there's one scene where you enter into this uh, this sewer system and it turns out that this sewer held like a post-apocalyptic society for a while and you're like moving through nurseries but you know there are zombies in there because there aren't any people anymore so you know what do the people do? Oh they turn into zombies of course and you know That was terrifying, but not in like a blood and guts kind of way, but in a a purely cerebral way. Uh, But the storyline, like I can't say anything without giving anything away, but it was, I thought Mass Effect 2 was the best game I'd ever played, but this one is way better than Mass Effect 2. Uh, Yeah, I don't even know what else to say. And the game on its own, just like like, the stealth mechanics and the different kind of zombies that you have to get past and all the different weapons and the additions you can put on them, that alone makes it. It's split into these chapters, one for each season of the year the story takes place over. So there's, like, weather and hunting and all of this, you know, all the things that you'd think would happen when a society goes post-apocalyptic. Like, there's all these little subcultures in each city because they're totally separated from one another, it was really good. It was like it was somewhat life changing in the way a good book can be life changing The ending was so poignant uh it really makes you think it reminded me a lot of no Country for old men. It was the first thing I thought of when it ended uh but I won't say anything more.
0: yeah, I've got the uh I did get the uh game footage streaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the feed and uh, yeah, it looks really good I, I've, I've always been a proponent of games that do story properly
2: yeah, um, and like yeah, the characters are just so good, and there are minor characters that come in and out that are just as compelling there's all these backstories you pick up these notes and you read about you know, this guy who just met life and all the things that happened to him, and the mark of a good story is that you immediately care about this person. You do not They don't even exist. You've barely even met them in the game and you're like, oh, I feel where this person's coming from here. Now I know why he's such an asshole. You know? Uh, yeah. It's highly recommended. I would get a PS3 just to play that, especially now that they're probably really cheap.
0: Now, what is it available on?
2: Only PS3. It's a PlayStation exclusive. I they came out There's a story recently that's coming to PS4 though uh, so maybe you would wait for that if you're interested in other games but yeah really good totally cinematic uh, they should make a movie out of it I hope they do I'd be really interested to watch it
0: yeah right now we're looking at the uh, what I think is that uh, apocalyptic society stuff you were talking about and uh, yeah that looks great that's cool yeah Neat. All right. That and then, works. like the first
2: time you see the electricity turn back on, you're like,
0: oh my God, this
2: is amazing. We have lights and they're lit up and the generator's running. And, you know, I felt so happy for them in that moment because I hadn't seen electricity in like 18 hours in this game. <laughs> and then <laughs> it was back. Was like,
1: ah,
0: it's happening.
2: And of course the game keeps going, uh, but it okay. fills you with those emotions.
0: It says a lot that that you're that invested in the characters, so that's wonderful. Very good. Thank you, Dan, for the pick of The Last of Us. Uh, I have to say things are getting a little hot next to the fire here, but we'll keep going with our picks from 2014. Uh, Up next is uh, a pick from Colby. Uh, One of the great things, we're all involved in podcasting, but we pretty much all started as listeners and fans of other shows uh, and from time to time, we like to talk about the shows we like to listen to. Colby had an opportunity to talk uh, about one of his favorite shows, The Gist from Slate, uh, and here he is talking about why he enjoys uh, The Gist so much. So let's take a listen. <laughs> Tell me more.
1: Yeah, so I, uh, I don't. I'm I'm pretty. I don't remember how this happened, but uh, like a week ago, I was listening to one podcast that suggested another podcast. So usually when The podcasts I like suggest other podcasts. I give them a try just because. So the one I started listening to is called The Gist from Slate. Um, And it's basically – it's a daily podcast, which is kind of cool. It's usually like 20 minutes or half an hour. Um, And it's just about like – it's usually some current event mixed with some story. And the guy – and also that, like, the guy enjoys taking like a story in the news or like people's responses on Twitter to a story in the news, and and picking them apart and saying how just how like stupid and ridiculous uh, the the story and or the responses to it are, um, which I I thoroughly enjoy. He's pretty funny. Um, he actually reminds me a lot of Sean. If any of you watch, don't panic for for Sean's witty commentary. So. Imagine if Sean did a story by himself on the news and made fun of people. That's what it would be like.
0: That sounds like a great show.
1: Yeah. It's called The Gist um, from Slate.com or Slate Magazine. Is Slate a magazine?
0: Um, It's Um, both. I don't know if it's still a magazine. You're right. It was at one point.
1: Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's cool. It's a I like that it's daily cuz I always have another a podcast to listen to on the way home, which is not not normal. You like my 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 normal podcast routine is that like uh like two or three of the ones I listen to get are generally released on Sunday night, so I listen to those on Monday and then a, a couple others get released on like Wednesday or Thursday usually, so I have some later in the week. Um, but like the in between, it's nice. It's nice. In between, I usually just listen to music, but it's nice to have this this to break things
0: up. Great job. That's uh love supporting other podcasts as well here on uh, Don't Panic. Uh, coming up, our next uh, pick of the year is uh, probably I think the largest we've had in terms of sheer size. Um, and it would be a, a pick I made back in uh, September 15th on our 63rd show. For Casper Mattress, the mattress you order on the internet, Um, it was something I was very excited about at the time, continue to be to this day, Um, and I know Dan is also getting a Casper Mattress, so in 2015, we'll have to hear how he enjoys his, but for now, we'll take a listen to my review of the Casper Mattress. Um, And my pick this week is, um, well, it's, it's big and it's important, and it would be your mattress, right? So you spend every night on it. And it's kind of a big deal, uh, right? You spend like half your life don't on assume. your mattress. Don't assume. Gee, Dan, where are you spending your nights? Um, <laughs> but you spend a lot of time there, and a mattress is important. So uh, the mattress I've been sleeping on was an spring mattress that was over 10 years old and really needed to be replaced. Seeing Better Days, queen-size bed. Um, so I decided to start looking for mattresses. And I thought, you know, we, we're always talking here about Kickstarter and startups and new ideas. and And I said... What if I did that with my mattress? So I found a company called uh, Casper, and it's uh, caspersleep.com. Is that right? caspersleep.com. And it is a mattress startup. Um, So before you say, well, Sean, that sounds really sketchy. Why are you ordering a mattress from some company no one's ever heard of? Um, The team uh, at Casper is filled with NASA scientists and product experts and a really strong team. Um, So, you know, I'll just walk you through the real highlights of Casper here is that it is a, um, a foam latex combo mattress uh, that they claim finds the perfect amount of firmness for your average person. That's a proprietary formula only Casper can do. Um, And that's pretty much it. I mean, it's a no frills mattress. um, And one of the kind of uh, biggest uh, things about the mattress is the price, actually. The price is actually very reasonable. So, um, for example, a foam latex combo mattress from a, a Tempur-Pedic or-, or a company like that in a queen size could easily run you $1,200. Um, Casper sells theirs for 850 So it- it's a noticeable Whoa. price difference. Um, so I took the risk, uh, and I'm going to put up here... Uh, some photo uh photo here on the screen if what is going on here? they have a
2: showroom in new york city continuing the trend of noticed of online retailers having physical pre- presences in new york borby parker uh several others
0: yeah they also have a they also have a mattress in a truck they drive around new york city and you can get in the mattress in the truck which is much less sketchy than it <laughs> sounds i assure you <laughs> it is nice and, and it's for you to try out Uh, So uh, for those of you watching the video up here, this is a picture of the box it came in. So they deliver it UPS to your house. It's a 60-pound package for the queen size, and it's about a little under five feet tall. It's a big-ass box uh, in cardboard, and they send it to your house. Um, You cut it open, and like foam does, it like... And it like expands... Out, to, It's cool. You know, you cut it open and it inflates and it expands out to queen size. And here's how it looked uh, after I had done and uh, put it on the frame. And I've had it now for about a week and I've been sleeping on it. So are you ready for the verdict? Yes. Oh, thank you. Uh, the verdict is that I'm not the person to recommend what mattress you should buy because everyone <laughs> is different. No, and I seriously mean that. Don't let anyone tell you what mattress to buy. You can take in thoughts and opinions, but really every individual is different. And mattresses, do firm, soft, this, that, the other thing. I can only speak for my experience, and that would be, so far, so good. I do agree. I do believe it is the right amount of firmness. I've laid on Tempur-Pedics before. They're very stiff and very firm. These guys did a really great job of finding that balance. The other thing Casper's really big into is because it's foam and latex, The problem with just foam is it retains heat and you get hot laying on it because they bring in the latex. uh, I have found that is not a problem at all. I've stayed perfectly cool. Hasn't been an issue. Um, So that stands up there. Um, The delivery process was dead simple. Um, They shipped it from their factory up to here. It was easy to bring in, much easier than getting some furniture company to come bring in a mattress. Um, That was simple. The price was great. And uh, they have a 100-day return policy, no questions asked. They will take the mattress back and refund your money after 100 days if you don't like it. So my advice to anyone is, you know, if you have a mattress and you like it, you should probably keep it. But if you're in the market for a mattress, I would recommend trying the Casper. I think with the 100-day return policy and the fact that they've kind of made this as mild for as many people, um, I've really enjoyed it. And I think for the price, it's absolutely worth trying because you're going to pay a lot more for something comparable. Um, and you just and again, it's so convenient. They ship it to your house, and if you don't like it, they actually send somebody to your house to pick it up. I mean, the service is crazy. So, um, it's CasperSleep.com. If you're interested in a mattress, um, I recommend you try it out. So far, so good for me, but your results may vary. Wonderful. That was uh, the Casper mattress. Another great example of my frivolous spending on things I don't always need. Uh, and we're going to continue that trend where we talk about the next pick. This one comes from me, uh, and it is of the. Pebble Steel smartwatch. I've got mine on right here. Look at that. Uh, it is, uh, we've talked a lot of this year on smartwatches. Uh, I finally made the plunge and purchased one, and I gave my review of a watch that I absolutely love, still love to this day, uh, the Pebble Steel smartwatch. This was from our October 20th show, our 67th. Uh, here is my review of the Pebble Steel. I've teased this literally now. This is the third week. I'm finally going to review it. It is Pebble <laughs> watch um I know I've had this for about three weeks if you're not familiar Pebble was that Kickstarter that raised like a gajillion dollars to make a e-ink smartwatch back before smartwatches were cool um and they're still selling them which is good news uh I really wanted to try a smartwatch and I don't have an Android device and I didn't want to wait for the Apple Watch um especially because the Apple Watch is $400 minimum um so, I decided I was going to try the Steel. So, uh, this is the Pebble Steel. It is 199 You can also get the Pebble Classic, which is plastic, uh, and is $99, which is a really great value. It is a a ink display about, what is it, one, I think it's one and a quarter, one and a half inches. Um, and here you go. I'll put it up to the camera so you all can kind of see. Um, quickly, what I like, um, it is exactly what I want. This, this to me, is a smartwatch. Uh, Apple and Android are computers on your wrist. And this literally... I don't know, maybe I'll put one of you guys to the task if you want to send me a message on some kind of platform, uh, Facebook, Snapchat, something, we'll show a some notification. Some kind of platform. A platform. <laughs> um, MMS, SMS, and call me. Um, notifications are obviously the big highlight here. Um, really great, buzz your wrist, two clicks to dismiss them, it dismiss them not only on watch, on the phone. I can't tell you how much I love being able to glance at notifications on your wrist, you don't think uh you don't think it's a big deal, but it really is. Uh all right. Come on watch. <laughs> I see it on my phone. Oh my god, why didn't it go off? Oh no. It didn't work. <laughs> really embarrassing. I've actually had Maybe some... it
2: does it have a bad word filter on it, Sean?
0: Uh, Dan, there are much <laughs> worse words. <laughs> oh man, why isn't this doing it? Ah, damn it. I just updated to iOS 8.1, and I hope it didn't screw something up. (laughs) Anyway, it normally shows notifications. Um, Right in the display, like I said, it's one tap to get away. It also has uh, apps. So, for example, I will show you in the uh, ESPN is an example. Uh, So there's your ESPN app. It shows you sports scores for the sports, sports, all sorts of sports. Um, it also has fitness tracking stuff in it, which is cool. They just activated that. That's one of the things I really like is Pebble actually is actively developing. Since I've owned this watch, they pushed two major updates, including adding fitness tracking and background app updates, both in like three weeks.
1: Does that work with like, is there a Pebble app that that works with Or is that like a health kit thing? Well,
0: I'm glad you asked. So the fitness tracking syncs through the Pebble app to third-party. So like Up from Jawbone has an app, Um, Mm -hmm. Misfit has an app. It uses those um, and syncs to their service through the Pebble app. So you have a Pebble app on your smartphone where you can load and unload uh, watch faces and apps um, and manage your Pebble right from here. Now it does background app updates, which is really great. You don't have to do anything. you can have up to eight apps at a time. I mean, just to to put it simply, here's my kind of default watch face there for you. got the time and the date and the temperature and the weather. Um, it's just a really nice watch. I never use this thinking, I wish this were in color. I wish the screen were bigger. I wish this had more features. I never, ever say that. And I think that is a really great testament to the design and the thought process behind this watch. Because I thought about it, and all the things they show you in the Android Wear commercials and stuff, I don't do those things. Like, I'm never going to talk into my watch and ask for directions. That's just not the kind of thing I would do. That's why I really like this. uh, Oh, and the other thing, they promise, like, an absurd five to seven days of battery life, and they're exactly right. (laughs) Honestly, like, I was surprised. Um, The battery lasts for fucking ever. It's excellent. Downside, um, software can be a little buggy. I've been having uh, some Bluetooth issues in the last day, Um, I'm sure it'll go away, Uh, I'm hoping. Um, And the other problem is, because it's not Apple or Android, it's not meant to work with their operating systems. So you don't get the full functionality you do when it's actually from the manufacturer, so it's a lot of workarounds, it's a lot of, we can do this, we wish we could do more but iOS doesn't let us, we can't access this or the other thing. That's kind of your downside there. and at $199, some might consider that pricey. Like I said, the plastic is available at $99. My uh, recommendation: I friggin love this thing. I don't know how I lived without it, and it is the perfect accessory to my new big phone. So, uh, huh. Pebble Steel, getpebble.com. Um, try it out. I, I really, I, I really want Apple Watch. There, I said it. I said it. I went there. Very good. That was the Pebble Steel. Uh, That's two back-to-back hardware picks, so I guess that means we have to move on to software. And one piece of software, I think all three of us agree, is a great tool every person should know about, a password management software. Uh, We've talked on the show about a couple of them. uh, And here, Colby picked his personal favorite, 1Password. He picked it on our 69th episode back on November 3rd. uh, And here he is talking about one of the best ways to manage your passwords online, 1Password.
1: Um. So, my iPhone came last week, which was exciting. Ooh. Ooh. Um,
2: does this mean I can iMessage you again?
1: Yeah, I'm back in blue, man. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, <laughs> so, a, so, so that's a that's one of my picks is iMessage because except for that time when I tried to get an Android phone and it, it kept hijacking my text messages from people. Um, it's pretty great. It's the greatest ever. And is now even greater because I can send... Today, for the first time, I sent a green text message from the Messages app on my Mac, mm-hmm. and that was pretty cool. Um, so that was fun. So that's, that's my first pick. And my other pick is... Uh, 1Password, so this was, again, prompted by my getting an iPhone um, and also kind of by the fact that at work we have like, I don't know, the company has like a site license for 1Password. Um, so I've, I've been using it on my Mac for work stuff, and then like, you know, the last I, I, I always, I've, for the last two or three years, I've used LastPass and like lastPass is i mean it it's functional um it used to be cool. I originally chose it because it was it had like the cross device syncing stuff um so it was kind of like semi cloud based um so it would sync
2: <laughs> right you didn't have to set up your vault and put it on your like Caldav server and all that crap
1: right It just worked um. So I was like, that's why I chose it originally. Uh, But then I got an iPhone and I have like Touch ID and it's super fucking cool and I can just fingerprint stuff and it's crazy. Um, But then like the LastPass app doesn't work with Touch ID and... Yeah,
2: I don't um, understand. They said it did, but like there's a setting for it, but it doesn't do anything.
1: Maybe it does, but I, I obviously can't figure out how I'm supposed to use it. Um, but, and it's just like the app's not that great. Yeah. Like, it works, but, uh, so I tried the, the last pass app for iPhone is free. It's like free with an in-app purchase for certain features. Um, for like, it's like multiple vaults and like folders and things. Um, but it's it's perfectly usable if, if you don't want to pay f- for the in-app features, which is cool. Um, so I downloaded it, and I was using it, and I was like – and so two things led to my being like, all right, screw LastPass. I'm going to use this, um, one of which is that it supports Touch ID, and the other of which is that you can now sync over either iCloud or Dropbox. So one uh, password just stores your vault in like a file in your Dropbox, and you can point your like other instances of one password at that file, and it just works. Um, like nothing bad happened. It literally just works. I haven't had any problems doing it. Um, so. Yeah, it's been really cool and and the iPhone app is really nice. And it has a bunch of like integrations in like like it's in Safari, so you can autofill into Safari and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So if you're uh looking to change it up from from LastPass or get on that password manager boat, which you probably should. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Check it out.
0: Alright, we're going to keep this pick train a rolling. We've got a couple more to go here in our PickFest 2014. Uh, coming up next is Dan with a Twitter account he's a particular fan of. Uh, we've talked a lot this year about different Twitter accounts we enjoy. This one came from Dan. Uh, is Bot. Uh Kind of smashing words together. It's a fun kind of autocorrect uh, type pick of his. Uh, here he is talking about a Twitter account that Dan particularly enjoys. So, Dan, why don't you explain? The
2: Twitter thing first, it's Twitter.com slash bot which is hard to spell. It is Twitter.com slash P-O-R-T-M-A-N-T-E-A-U underscore bot. <laughs> now what this is, is these are words that con- conjoin, like conjoin twins and combine together seamlessly. That's a PortMontau. So you see words like this all the time. Uh... I wonder if there's an example on wikipedia uh <laughs> let's see uh oxbridge is like short for oxford and cambridge uh religulous uh turducken these are all Port Montau's. but this is an auto generating bot of portmontows and it comes up with really brilliant ones like someone upmanship Tromboneless turtle necklace, uh, ah, they're all so good. Uh, and it p- posts one per hour. Paradise, where dice is spelled D-I-C-E. Uh, complaintative <laughs> mayhem line. Head cheesecake. <laughs> yeah, head cheesecake. <laughs> Dartboard room. It's another good one. <laughs> Wow! <laughs>
0: the sweet heartbreak, <laughs> hell storm, main framework,
2: main framework. I retweeted that one earlier
1: uh, for our, our Marist buddies. Tr- tr-
0: Internship tr- building.
2: <laughs>
0: <Fun>.
2: <laughs> I
1: want to make a automated Twitter account. You
0: yeah. got to do a spoonerism but, one. Yeah, not, that's true. You, you do the. You,
2: Oh, an automated spoonerism one?
1: Yeah, yeah. Huh? Like, where would I get the words from? Uh, what is
2: it? Slash Etsy slash Dictionary. I I didn't know this existed, but your there is a text file on Unix computers that contains every word.
1: <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, um, but I feel like the thing with spoonerisms is it like doesn't you need like a pair of words? Well, there's got to be more. a list
0: of like common phrases or. Uh... I don't know. This sounds like a lot of work. It
1: does. That's why I haven't done it yet.
0: (laughs) My, how the time flies. That is eight picks we've gone through. We've got one left for the year. Uh, This one comes from Colby. It is another video game pick. uh, And that would be Far Cry 4. Uh, He picked this back on December 1st, just in time for Christmas, on our 72nd episode. Uh, Let's take a listen to Colby talking about why he enjoys the fun of Far Cry 4.
1: And my other pick is Far Cry 4... Uh, which I probably pay, played for, like, 20 hours since last oh, week. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, it's, it's really satisfying. It's, like, what I wanted, what I hoped. It's like what I hoped Destiny would be, I think. Um, it's, like, the story is, like, okay, but really you, like, drive around in, in a, a, a wide range of vehicles and shoot people with a wide range of guns, and it's really fun. <laughs> Um, and I'm still I'm still having a blast, and I, I've I've I've, car- I've I've explored like a quarter of the map, so there's there's a lot going on, um, and it's just it's just fun like good clean shooting people in the head with arrows <laughs> fun yeah good and clean <laughs> um, and I still like someday so you can do like co-op with your friends and do stuff and eventually dan will get past the point in the single player campaign where you can start doing co-op and then (laughs) we'll be able to play together so we'll report back on how that is (laughs) Um, but it is fun there there's like i don't know it's just it's just fun like I don't know. Like there are explosive arrows. And when you shoot trucks with explosive arrows, they frequently like just flip over and stuff. It's, <laughs> it's really satisfying. You can drive around and like hit people with cars. And there's like, there's a wingsuit, so you can jump off cliffs and like, it's just like anything there. There are no annoying parts. Like if you want, you can fast travel, but it's way more fun to drive the cars around. Um, (laughs) there's also like a mini one person helicopter it's a blast and I'm like a quarter into the game like as far as I know there's more there's more coming so I don't know it's it's definitely worth I, I haven't played well I probably played this much Destiny since Destiny came out but like other than that I haven't gotten this much mileage about any of the games I bought for PS4
0: Wonderful. Well, that is our last pick of the evening. Uh, I want to thank uh, Colby and Dan for a fantastic year for Don't Panic. Uh, We picked well over 100 things, so narrowed them down to 9 for all of you out there. We hope you enjoyed them and and took something away from it. Uh, We appreciate all of our fans being with us throughout the year in 2014. Uh, I want to make sure I mention that 2015 is going to be a big year for the show. We've got a lot of exciting things planned, including in early January. We're going to kick things off with our CES coverage Uh, We go back to live regular news episodes on January 5th. Uh, We do those shows live Monday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on our website, don'tpanic.io. You can also get the show on demand uh, at our website, as well as on YouTube, and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, and via RSS. Uh, Of course, at Don't Panic Show on Twitter uh, as well. And feel free to uh, shoot us any kind of questions. Twitter is a great place to do that. Uh, You can also send it to... Don't panic show at gmail.com took me a minute to think of that but i finally got it um thank you all for joining us on our pick centric episode this year we look forward to great things in 2015 this show is brewed fresh weekly by the coffee and beer podcast network get all our shows at our website coffeeandbeer.tv